Welcome back to the Character Corner with your hosts, Chris and Deepom here. And we're finally back with the Character Corner. Man, what's the, I feel like we did one not too long ago. I, I, my, my days are just all running together. We did Thanos the end of last month. Okay, we did Thanos the end of last month. Uh, I know what it was. I had an interview um, with uh, Mill City's finest uh, creator, uh, and that's what went up in, earlier in May. I knew we did something else earlier in May. And that was it. Um, I know you recorded something we're going to put out, I think, in June for Transformer, yeah. for IDW. So, um, but we are back with a full character corner. Uh, this time we are doing something. That I, we, we, we mentioned it. We said we're going to do it. It's time right for Deadpool 2. We are here to talk Cable. Uh, we're going to do Cable and the rest of the Summer's quote-unquote family bloodline. Uh, <laughs> it just, it, it, just strap in, guys. It's going to be... um. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be jumping around a lot here, hitting a lot of stuff here. Um I, I wanna start with this. There is no character that screams the nineties more than cable. It's like the design for him went okay, give him some guns. Alright, give him some more guns. Let's get bigger guns. Let's add some big shoulder pads and let's also give him more guns. That's Cable. That that was the right. design for Cable. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's nineties. It was nineties. Let me just I'm gonna say this now before I do the rest of the things to this podcast. <laughs> cable was introduced in New Mutants eighty six in February nineteen ninety. Designed by a young artist named Rob Liefeld. On first appearance, Cable is a grizzled war veteran hero with a metal arm, a glowing eye, more guns than you could count, and pouches on his pouches. <laughs> well, hold on. I don't, I don't say it'd be funny because he really does in that. 1990, that captures the reader imagination. No, that really was. X-Force One book was massive. Yeah. And a lot of it owes to Cable's character design. Was he a, upon inception, 90s cliche gun fondling battle stat? Yes. But other writers were able to look past the garish initial approach of Cable and tell a real poignant, salient story about family and loss and sacrifice. And I have to tip my cap to Liefeld for making something that an image that while we mock now because we you know have eyes mm-hmm. at the time really captured it was I always said my favorite uh, one of my favorite quotes in the world in any industry is do not skate to where the puck is skate to where the puck is going to be he he saw where the puck was going to be no I mean look look the first look when when I say it's very it, nothing's reached more nineties more than that it's not even me trying to make fun of it I mean it truly is like. Like that was the '90s. Like that. Like th- if you ask me to pick a character that really kind of defined comics in the '90s for me, I'd be like, "Oh, Cable." Like that is it. And it's not even like trying to make fun of it. It's just like, like you said, it was a huge, huge character. And mm-hmm. it, it, and and when we look at what what they did when they designed it, because uh, again, we're gonna go cover all this, but when most of you guys are not, you know, new to this, you know. Because we've covered this in the Cyclops and, 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 and Havoc uh, character corner. And also, there's a lot of overlap with the Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister one. 
But, you know, Cable, Nathan Summers, child of uh, Scott Summers, not of Jean Grey. We'll get into that later. You guys should know that. But um, when he was first designed, that wasn't the case. When it first right. designed, he was just supposed to be, I think the, the call was for some, like you said, some grizzled war vet that uh, was basically going to be, they, they wanted somebody to replace um, the leader of the New Mutants, that, uh, somebody completely opposite of Professor X. And so how do you replace a bold uh, professor who's in a wheelchair? Well, you make him a hard-nosed, grizzled uh, vet, war vet with a metal arm. Like, that's completely opposite of what Professor X is. And so that was what the call was for. And um, that's what you get. And then eventually the stories changed and they started linking it to the, the child Nathan Summers going to the, going to the, being sent to the future with the techno organic virus and things like that. Um, and we're also getting into strife and, and his clone. And it, it gets, it, it sounds very, very weird and confusing. Yeah, and yes, it can be. But like you said, out of that came, and I think that's the thing that got me as I started reading more and more of this. Cable store really is, starts really becoming, especially when you get to the Messiah complex stuff, really does become a story of family. Mm-hmm. I mean, even stuff before then, because you still have the son, uh, Genesis, you have uh, Tyler Dayspring and all that stuff there. So it, it, it really does become the story of family and, and how family can be a mess and it just goes downhill from hell from there. Um, I also have to point out that we have to rehash this. Um, like I think he does redeem himself. We really do have to rehash ourselves on how terrible Scott was as a father at the beginning. Uh, oh, Scott Summers is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like Scott did leave his newborn son. Uh, Cause I think, I think uh, Madeline Pryor uh, Jean Grey's uh, clone had the had the child with uncanny two hundred, I think. Please. Around then, and I what, was Scott around then or was he? You know, he was still around then because he hadn't run off to to uh, he he only left her after her and Nathan after when when Jean came back. Whenever Jean comes back, yeah, that's for X, X Factor One. Yeah, he literally leaves Nathan and and poor Madeline. <laughs> Crying out for for some for, for Scott. Yeah, Scott is trash. I just, I just had to let everybody know that he's fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, just I just just had to. Yeah, you just got to remind yourself. So. so, so when we tell the the cable story, I never asked you this. Should we go? I think we should go chronological because it's the only way it makes sense. So you mean doing with the uh uh the uh, uh maybe in the bubble? Yeah. So. Hell Inferno. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about who Cable is first. So I, and we always do this powers, abilities. Okay, well, I, I got that. Because, well, let's, I, I'll tell you what, let's, let's not do that because you got, when, when he first gets introduced, he's not that. So, I guess we should go with originally what they were doing. And I guess that goes with a quick introduction of the New Mutants because that's when he gets introduced in. Right. right. So, um, it was, a, it was early 80s, Chris Claremont. Uh, create the new mutants. Um, but uh, the general idea, which is to create an, and I'm just gonna say this: the general idea was you had the X Men. Everybody had grown up. You need another. You need. You need. They wanted to go back school. to. You wanted to school. School. Right. You wanted to school. You want. You wanted because this. That, that's the problem when you have these things. You have these kids. Oh, we're just school and students, and now you have like 
you know, people get start getting bass in their voice and they start growing up and you're like, oh yeah, they're not kids anymore. We need some kids. We're going to do some kids. And so you literally create the new mutants. And well, well, part of it was also the X-Men were doing the space thing at the time. True. Um, and the sectors. And like I said, they wanted to create something that's the complete opposite of Professor X. So uh, Louis Simonson is the one that came with him being a military leader. Uh, Liefeld is the one that put the concept together. And in March 1990, an issue, I guess in issue 86 is where you have just a, flash, a splash page of Cable. But 87 right. is, is actual introduction. Um, with him being a time traveler with a bionic eye, heavily, heavily, uh, heavily armored. Um, like you said, let's go through the powers real quick, which are pretty much, again, very in strength, depending on the writer and what the story's being told. This is kind of why I wanted to start with the powers, because like you say, they vary in strength. But at his height, at the design of the character, he's designed to be the ultimate psionic. Mr. Sinister will get to. Uh, it's so hard to cover without talking about the history. Well, and you got to think about yeah. we we did we did cover him a little bit, so we we don't think, okay, we okay, covered we co- yeah we because okay. we, we covered all we covered a lot of this in the, the at least with young Nathan in uh, Apocalypse and the Sinister and in and and in Cyclops too. So, so yeah. as we co- as you're right, we already covered Sinister identified the Gray and Summer's bloodlines as possessing unique markers to generate an ultra powerful mutant. He then, after the death of Jean Grey, he finds some of her genetic material and clones her, creating Madeline Pryor. Madeline Pryor then is pre-programmed to meet Barry and procreate with Scott Summers. That baby is Cable. Nathan, Nathan Christopher Charles Summers. That's his name at the time. Nathan, um, because thank you, thank you, Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Oh, the Nathan was a post post-hypnotic suggestion put into the clone because Sinister signs his work. <laughs> um, Every great artist does. It, really? They should. Um, but his powers. So his natural-born powers aren't what you think they are. His actual power is time travel. And it's never really established because I think it was one of the Claremont things where this power is going to be time travel. Mm-hmm. And once Claremont left, it kind of got dropped. But it was, in, it, was, it was trying to explain that he inherited certain abilities from his parents that are magnified, but his inherent latent ability was time travel. It's never picked up again, but it's the original idea behind the character. So the powers we're most familiar with are psionic ability demonstrated by uh, the glowing left eye. What is psionic ability? Um, telekinesis, telepathy, he can do, if you can think of it, if, if Gene Gray or Professor X has done it, he can do it. He can do it. Right. Um, and he can probably do it better. Yes. He was designed to be a mutant weapon against Apocalypse. He was Sinister's big gun that he built to take down his boss. Right. Um, um, he, he, he loses these powers. They get amped up. They get tapped down by the presence of the techno-organic virus, giving him the left arm. and. We very rarely see Cable at his height. At certain points, they take his powers away altogether. Yeah, I mean, it is it, it, that thing where so so with the Tenno Organic Virus, he's literally at times. I think I'm, I can't remember which volume it was. I think at one point he said, and I don't know if it's just at that moment that he basically used twenty percent of his powers just to hold the Tenno Organic Virus back. And, and, and again, that's the, the the that's basically the cheat code that most writers use to explain why. Either Cable doesn't use his powers, 
has lost his powers, or isn't at full strength? Is that basically he's, he's, he's taxing his body to keep, him, to keep an organic virus at bay, which should already tell you that he's a little overpowered. <laughs> when it's yeah. like it's like I'm fighting you and probably winning while I'm also fighting this vi- this techno organic virus that is literally trying to Every eat fight me you away. See him fight is 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 he got one hand tied behind his back, almost literally. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, he does use the techno organic virus a little bit too. There's a couple things where um, well, this kind of goes into the tech. So I I, I think I think you kind of got to listen to his tech as part of his powers yeah, almost. With losing his left arm to the virus, he was able to keep it at bay, partially using a series of computers, which manifests as a cybernetic arm. With this arm, you can uh, uh, you can interface with computers, particularly from our era. You can take over machines. He can communicate with a celestial ship, aptly named Ship. He can uh, use there's a technology in the arm that allows him to what he called body slide, which is teleporting. Mm-hmm. He's basically a commando from the future. Who eventually later through writers was given God powers. Oh yeah, he he becomes he he basically pulls a I, Thor I, I, and becomes a God. Oh no no, he doesn't become a Thor. He floats a fucking island in the in the sky and names it Providence. Yeah he no he yes he becomes God. He becomes like Cable becomes God. Like I'm sorry, it just happened. Well no, I, I meant like I meant like at that time when 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 Thor became God on oh, Earth. Oh yeah, that's but what they I erased that. That time travel would have never happened. Right 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 this right. Happened. This happened, which is <laughs> always I'm like every time any character interacts with Cable, adds that I'm like. Remember the time he took over part of the world? Yeah, yeah, here, here. You know what? Okay, all right. Yeah, he he, he, he broke Silver Surfer's board. Yeah, you know, kind of happened. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned ship again. So if that ship sounds familiar, it is the AI from Apocalypse Ship. He then takes it as his own and becomes professor. Because one thing we find out is that well, in the future, uh, he's also in the he's also from the future where Apocalypse has actually won. So, um. Damn, did we cover? I think we covered most of the powers and tech and everything like that. Oh, and he always has a really, really big gun. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just like the gun. I think should count as a power. I, I think, it, I think it should. I think, I think it, he's always got at least two guns on him. At least, and they're always strong. Like to the point where, if you look at somebody, okay, now it's time to do it. Right. <laughs> I know you're waiting. I was, I was, I was trying All to right. get you there. I'm trying to get you. While I have been something really complimentary that and true about Rob Liefeld. This motherfucker sucks at drawing. <laughs> and normally when I say about someone, it's someone doodling in their notebook. You know, his job's to draw. He's just really fucking bad at it. How bad is he, Deepalm? Glad you asked. That over-muscled, uh, vaguely military man? Well, now here he is in black. And now here he is as a vaguely ethnic woman. Uh, dude, I, dude, I and that, there that, are no feet <laughs> to be seen because Rob Liefeld makes money drawing and cannot draw feet. <laughs> Seriously, pick up X Force. I think it's, is it X Force One, where it's like, it's, it, oh my god, I'm trying to figure out what it was. If someone was reading from one of the early books, it was something like that. It was either no, it was. It was Cable Blood and Metal. What, did he do the drawing in that? No, he didn't. He didn't, but somebody else did. And it's just, it's just the thing of the time. Oh, something. God. I can't find it. But, yo, they, they all, all the characters look the same. There is one point where he, it's, it's, it's Cable with one of the teams created Six Pack. 
And I can't remember the other character. It's not Hammer. Hammer's the black version of, of a Cable. There's another dude who had a beard who looked just like Cable. And I shit you not, the only way you can tell them apart is Cable has the glowing eye. Which, by the way, was ridiculous the way they did that. His eye was always leaking. They would be like, yeah. we're, on a, we're on a secret mission. Cable, you literally. No, GW Bridge is just black cable, and I'm <laughs> so glad I can say that out loud. Yeah, no, he, he really is. It's just, it is absurd. <laughs> it is completely absurd about all that going down. It's just, uh, yeah. To the point of, it, it's, it's, and then the guns are just, don't make any sense. Like, when I talk about, like, there's a gun, there'll be like a gun with like a minigun on top of the minigun. Yes. It's basically exhibit pimping your gun. I see you like guns, dog, so you put a gun on your gun, dog. Oh, what is that thing from Fifth Element? That gun. That's literally what they did. <laughs> That's literally what they did. It's like, it can fire nets. It can do this. It can open up and do this. It's like, this is fucking ridiculous. What are we doing here? So. Huh, the NRA all... loves Oh, no, no. This is definitely, this is, this is back when, like, I don't think you can make a cable today. No, <laughs> you could not make a cable today. Um, okay, so before we get into more into New Mutants when he first showed up, we should probably because we did say we want to do. We're trying to get everybody. You want to take a quick detour from Cable and handle Rachel, since that kind of also covers into who took Young Nathan into the future. I do not. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Rachel Summers. It's really simple. So, yeah, it's we 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 got it. We got to do it. I mean, we're gonna go through. There, there exists a future reality where Jean doesn't die. She never comes to Phoenix. And Scott and Jean get married, and they have a child whose name is Rachel. It's Earth eight uh, eight eleven. God love you, Marvel. It was. <laughs> we don't know what it is in the in universe eight. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, she's in the current timeline, so who knows? She's it, it happened. Anyway, she gets stuck, stuck through time a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why I hesitated with the Rachel thing. But okay, I'm here now. Um, and she lives in the Days of Future Past timeline, and that is the timeline where mutant hunters have taken over the world. They are, uh, it's, it's the one made famous by that cover with the X-Men are all dead. And um, yeah, it's, she's um, a mutant hunting hound. She's, she's raised to hunt down her fellow mutants. and. Um, and she's chosen by the Phoenix Force and goes to the past. But she figures out it's not her past because Jean's dead and Madeline's here with a baby who she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So she tools around with Excalibur for a while. She is the Phoenix, by the way. She has a portion of the Phoenix Force. Yeah, yeah. It's a little scary and unnerving for everyone who just watched Jean die to have this girl who's claiming to be the Phoenix, but not really telling people exactly how she's related to Jean. It's all very strange. They they slow play her being Scott's child for a while, right? And kind of looks like it's like they want. It's like Marvel killed off Jean Grey, but then didn't really want to kill off Jean Grey. So they needed. Well, a they mini- replaced her twice. So yeah, so they needed a mini Jean Grey. Her clone and her daughter, right? Um, but yeah, Rachel's in. Rachel is an X Man. She's an Excalibur. A lot of interest in Excalibur. Eventually, we'll do some combo book clubs on Excalibur. Yeah. And talk about her further, but eventually she gets shunted outside of time. And because she tries to get back to her future, which doesn't exist anymore. She then 
creates a religion? It's so weird, Chris. We had to do it, though. It's so weird. It is. She creates a religion where her baby brother is the Messiah. The baby brother from another alternate Her half timeline. baby brother, excuse me. You're yes. Right. <laughs> another timeline, for, which is, I mean, ugh, anyway. So, which we, the religion... So, so, go ahead. So, so, so here's the thing. I, I know... This, I, I know so... On the surface, it seems almost can be as bad as like the Hawkman stuff, the Hawkman and Hawkgirl stuff. But when the, I tell you reluctantly, this is a straight line. Believe me. But no, and, and and that's the that's the cra- that's why I'm like we have to we have to cover it because it's all a straight line. And at some and at multiple points later on, this shit will come up because it's all gonna one, matter, which is super annoying. Because at one point, Cable literally goes around and tries to basically teach. That's part of the thing he does with trying to teach this new re- the religion that his half older sister from an alternate timeline who raised him in the. Uh, it's very very confusing. Yes, <laughs> but it's all yeah. matters because, because what happens? So basically, what happens is she sends uh what sister Escani back to 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 Scott and Jane to rescue Nathan. But he's already been affected by the technical virus. We, we still have, we talked, covered all that. I guess, but yeah. You say what now? Psychops. We covered all that in the psychops. Right, right, right. So, but I, just in case people forget, like the person there was Rachel. So Rachel literally is the one that brings uh, Cyclops and Gene into the future during that. Um, was it the venture to Gene uh, Cyclops and Gene Gray? And they yeah, raised Cyclops and Phoenix. Uh, Cyclops and Phoenix when they when they're in the future raising. I want to say their son, but that's not Gene's son. But okay, we'll, we'll say. I mean, it's just very, it, I'm, I'm just true. Like where Gene is helping Scott raise his son with her clone. Um, but that was Rachel. She brought them forward to help them do that, and that's where all that came from. It also goes into that religion because of um, the Messiah Nathan was infected with this virus. They tried to clone him. Well, they didn't try. They did clone him. Which then leads to Strife. Who is... Who we meet before Cable, actually. He comes in in New Mutants 86. And when Cable shows up in New Mutants 87 as this future... uh, This... We don't know he's from the future. This soldier... He is trying to take down the Mutant Liberation Front, which is controlled by and run by Strife, who we will later find out is actually his clone. Yes. That's why we had to do that, guys. I'm sorry. We just we had to. Because like you said, it's all a straight line. Like, okay, I'm, so I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the racial stuff for a second. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. All right. When Rachel finally returned to the future, she is able to change the directives of the Sentinels to protect human life and end the genocide of Days of Future Past. When she tried to go back, when they were taking, when they were going back and dropping her off, Captain Britain was lost in the time stream, and Rachel had to switch places with him to save Captain Britain. Yes. Then Rachel got split. Into two. There are two timelines out of this. Rachel becomes stranded in the late 37th century 
after Apocalypse has conquered the world and becomes the founder of Clan Ascani, which is a religion where her brother is the Messiah. The other one was taken by a prisoner from the future named Gaunt, who enslaved the other Rachel and made him made her call out to Nathan. Now, this all happens like very late in the cable run. <laughs> because I, I, I and, and this is just me speculating. I think the edict at Marvels, they wanted Rachel back. They couldn't figure out how to do it. And they said, let's just use cable to do it. Um, yeah. He beats this guy at the end of time named Gott. And he brings his sister back to mainstream reality. And she, he, he, said, he promised not to tell anyone she's back. She's then kidnapped by a uh, predator, a mutant named Elias Brogan. And that's all covered in Extreme X-Men when Chris Claremont made his return to Marvel Comics. And she comes back to the X-Men, finds out that uh, her dad is now shacking up with Emma Frost and changes her last name to Grey. <sighs> Got all that, guys. And that's, and, and, that's, and that's not all of it. I mean, that's all I'm covering right now. No, that's Rachel. all we need to cover now. That's, that, that covered. that's all we need to do. That's how it ties into Cable because... What happens is when Cable, like you said, gets infected with the or techno-organic virus, the only way to treat him is to send him in the future to this Mother Ascani, who no one knows at the time is Rachel. Right. Mother Ascani raises him in a future where it's 100 years after Apocalypse 1. And he's taken over the world. It's dystopia 101. But she raised, she, and of course, aided by Slim and Red, who are Scott and Jean, raised him to be the freedom fighter to finally be what Sinister wanted him to be, to overthrow Apocalypse. And we get all these drop-ins. And I like how they've done this kind of throughout the history of Marvel, like with some of the minus ones and throwback episodes, throwback issues, excuse me. Well, like you see Cable show up in World War II. Mm-hmm. And he fights like Cap. And he showed up in Russia once and fought alongside Wolverine. Well, and he and Professor X have a history. And I think it was, it's one of those things that makes the rich tapestry of Marvel in the one timeline of Marvel really pay off. Well, it, you, you, and, and they had to do that because so when you get back to so we get back into the actual timeline of when these issues come out, all the stuff we just mentioned is basically the stuff they come back later on to, to, to kind of fill in the gaps. Because when you first right. meet Cable in New Mutants, he just shows up, he's just a soldier. But later in that New Mutants run, like I think like three or four issues later, he runs into Wolverine, ends up having a fight with Wolverine, and they're just like, Yeah, we had a you know, well, we, we have history together. You're like, What? Since when? Wolverine's never mentioned anybody named Cable. Who the fuck is this guy? And I literally was trying to go that and figure out where it was. I'm like, how, when the fuck did, how do they have history? And nobody knew. And like I said, this is where, like you said, I think this is where Marvel's like, we don't throw it away, we fix it. And so again, remember. Or, or we build on it. Like, and that's something that you throw in there and say, another writer will pick that up one day. Right. And, and they do, because you're like, yeah, you mentioned that they knew each other, but I'm like, We've never seen this character before. Like, he was literally introduced four issues ago. How the fuck <laughs> does Wolverine, like, to the point of they literally were, they literally got into a fight and they were like, oh, wait, you guys were just kidding? No, we weren't kidding. We needed, we, we, we owed each other some licks. We weren't going to hurt each other, but, you know, them, them blows were real. But, like, wait, right. how do you, um, and all that stuff going on there. 
And so, so when you think about it, and, and you look at how they originally, they, they they eventually meld all this together. It works because, like I said, Cable and Strife. I don't think we're ever meant to, at that point, be clones of each other, <coughs> or no. or be like that way. So, and they eventually do that because even there, Richter says that he, who's one of the new mutants, says he has a problem with Cable. You're like, since when? <coughs> we literally just met this character, and then when you fill in all this other stuff here, it eventually makes sense. It just does. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, the mutant uh, liberation front was Strife. Um, and so Strife, you find out, is basically the clone of Cable. And this comes into a play where <clears throat> when they first started off, the way they played this, and again, we covered a lot of this in the, uh, the we covered this in the Sinister and Apocalypse stuff, uh, when Sinister kind of tells tells Nathan. So, so basically Nathan finds out that he's a, he, uh, that him and, and him and Strife are basically brothers and one of them is a clone. Uh, he believes that he's a clone and Nathan is, uh, and, and Strife is the, is the real son of, 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 of Scott Summers because, because he's a clone, Strife basically has all of, all of Cable's strengths and none of his weaknesses. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't have the virus. So in, in, in his mind, you know, everybody else's mind, it's like, oh, well, you're obviously the real, the real son of Scott Summers. Uh, it turns out that that's not true. And, 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 uh, let's be real honest here. A lot of early nineties comics is very soap opera, particularly summer, oh, summer stuff. Oh no. It, 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 all of that is just the entire thing. What, what got me was though, is how soap opera it was because it literally carries on from once you meet. Uh, uh, cable in '87 and and New Mutants '87. It carries throughout the rest of that. He basically turns them into the New Mutants into like his paramilitary group. Loses some of them, then that goes right into him forming X Force with X Force number one. And the same thing, they're still fighting strife in the in, in the in the Mutant Liberation Front. That then leads right into uh Executioner Song. Which kind of caps off. So you go, you get a few years. And this is a long soap opera thing going on with strife, strife and cable, but also with some uh, Scott Summers and Gene Gray caught in the middle because an executioner song. We, we and we covered that again too in in the sinister stuff. Sinister basically helps strife uh, by, uh, uh, but he wants uh, 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 Summers and Summers and Gene Gray, uh, and he wants their DNA. And then that ends up le- right. uh, releasing the legacy virus at the end of that, that run there. So you get all this stuff going in. It, it, it's one big, like all of this stuff from when, when Cable first shows up to that point. And I can't, when was Executioner's song? Oh, God. Because <laughs> it, 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 that, I, I think we talked about this. That was like one of my first. Um, crossovers. Yeah, cr- crossovers. It's 93. So, and that's, so, oh my God. So, so much. So much happens in between it's that. It's twelve parts. Yeah, it's twelve parts, and Cable shows up first in nineteen ninety. So that's three. So that's three years. So it's a it's a three that's year period. This character was he moved the needle. Yeah, it 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 was it was a three year period for Cable from when he first shows up in, in New Mutants eighty seven to the end of Executioner's Song when him and Strife like that's three years of basically this whole this whole thing between him and Strife goes on for basically three years. Yeah. Like, fuck. 
<laughs> but like you said, he moved the needle. You know, he was the, like the, the Wolverine joke. I like, had you in so many books. That was the cable joke. Yeah, they would sprinkle them in every X book because it would bump sales. That's why Excuse Your Song happened, and that's why it happened so quickly with such a new character. Yeah, and you gotta remember that when he was invented, this was not the plan. This nope. backstory of him being Nathan Summers was added later. It, I think it gets oh, when does it get fully added? They don't reveal him. Hell, they don't reveal that he is a time traveler. Uh, for a while, don't they? No. When do they? Oh, I had this. They don't. Re- oh, I know they don't reveal his powers because Domino shows up and sees him doing something, and just like yo, you can't let them see you doing that. They don't know about you. And you're like, what the fuck? So he hadn't told any of. I think it's. I think it might have been even. It might have been X Force One. They don't reveal that he. Is any of that until X Force? You're just like, geez, you just went through all that and didn't. There, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't even that. His first solo series, Cable yeah. Number Six, is when they confirm him to be Nathan Summers. And that's a ninety, and that's ninety three. So that's three years afterwards. It's like you said, they yeah. never really, they never, because even when he first shows up, and that's why we <clears throat> we kind of go into the the power thing. You kind of got to add in his weapons as being part of his powers, because even when he first shows up. He's not using his sonic abilities. At all. No. He just he's just got a yeah, really big fucking guns. <laughs> that's really it's really well, you gotta think about this way. This character is invented in nineteen ninety. He is the lead actor in a miniseries and executioner song, a twelve part maxi series, really, that ran across four different books. And then upon his return, well so Executioner Song ends with it somebody executioner song. We've already covered it a lot. We know about the assassination kit on Xavier, the Cable Bridge Strife, but it ends with Cable and Strife being sucked into a time vortex. When they come back, it turns out Cable comes back and Strife doesn't, but he also hits the ride in Cable's brain. So when Cable comes back, he didn't come back in X-Force. He comes back in his own fucking book. He's gone from a new character introduced on a splash page in 1992 to two years later, headlining his own book with multiple core, uh, metallic uh, chrome covers. Mm-hmm. And this is when we get the real backstory of Cable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and the dirt and the belief that he is the clone, like the the dead set believe he's the clone. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and that series and it's not like that series doesn't run. That series runs for 107 issues. Oh, it's. And there's a lot of highlights too. Like I, I remember reading through this. I was like, "Yo, I remember some of these cable stories." Yeah. And then a lot of them, are like, oh, I remember some of these cable stories. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it runs for twelve issues for from uh, ninety three to two thousand two, and then they go into Soldier X, which is just kind of weird. Uh, through uh, that's that's twelve more issues through two thousand three. Um, but that's also so Soldier X. Is where the Soldier X series is where I believe that's where he no longer had the techno organic virus. And it was it was t- after after they cured the legacy virus mm-hmm. and it weakened the virus and it weakened the techno organic virus. Right. So he's literally now trying to find himself. That's literally where he goes off, then trying to live and and teach the teachings of uh, the Ascani. <laughs> and but but that, that kind of goes into so and, and that's going through there and I, I, to me. Again, it's it's okay if you want to read them. Like to me, they didn't really get a highlight until the last two issues, 
where he's dealing with that young mutant who um uh um she's on she she's on death row for I think killing her father for killing her parents. Mm-hmm. And and Cable goes to her and finds out after reading her mind that she's one she's a telepath, but that she didn't kill her parents, that her father killed her mother and then tried to kill herself and she and tried to kill himself. She tried to stop him. It was all because she was a mutant and um she cable feels helpful because he can't save her because she's like you can't save me because if you do it'll make seem like you're giving special treatment to mutants and she wants this so we have to sit there and basically let her go to the go to go to the chair and die um and then i think the next big thing for him is going into the cable and deadpool series well i want to go before this okay because i like i said i did read the cable series that came out so there's a lot of stuff here that i kind of want to touch on even briefly one of the big themes about Cable, themes of Cable is, it's strange. He's a time traveler who's older than his father. He has resentment toward his father because, in his mind, his dad gave him up. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of the themes of the Cable book is about fathers and sons because, similarly, Cable's own son, Tyler, who followed alongside him in the future, has followed him back to the past and become an arms dealer named Mr. Tolliver. So when Strife returns... He tortures the shit out of Cable's son. Yeah. He he breaks him. Yes. Tyler ends up leaving, feeling like his father left him. Well, doesn't doesn't Strife basically even try to say that you know Cable might not even be your father because I went to your mother? They yeah, both he, look the same. He plays all these games with Tyler just to yeah. break him, just to hurt Cable. Yep. And this drives a further wedge between Cyclops and Cable because. At this moment, it's like, like Tyler feels the same way Cable feels about Cyclops. Mm-hmm. His father abandoned. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Tyler snaps. He comes back, tries to um, give Wolverine his adamantium back, and Wolverine's killing him. Ah, yes. And that causes a big rift between him and Cable for a long time. So after this, Age of Apocalypse happens, and we get the alternate version of Cable, Nate Gray, X-Man. Because of the way that series ends, he gets shown to now reality, and now you've got these two super powerful psionics existing in the same planet at the same time. Because. Basically, Nate Gray is the idealized version of Cable. It's Cable without any of the power, and so in, the, in Cable's book, we start to see him exploring his own powers more, using them more, and uh, using different things, and, and kind of growing, but I think that either editorially or story-wise, it was a good decision, because soon after, they depower Cable almost altogether to where he's got a weapon called a Simtar that pretty basically channels any sonic power he has left as a melee weapon. Mm-hmm. Then the 12 happens. I'm not going to talk about the 12. Fucking 12. Um, <laughs> but Cyclops, but this is the first time Cable officially joins the X-Men. His dad died. He's wearing Cyclops' visor around his neck. And then he and Gene go off on the miniseries to search for Cyclops. And they bring back his father. And it's, 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 it comes at a time where Cable, in his book, is doubting a lot. Because on his watch, the legacy virus has happened. On his watch, Robert Kelly was killed. More Taggart died. Mm-hmm. And so when he and Gene go on the search for Cyclops, and they're able to finally, quote-unquote, because comic books, exercise the demon of Apocalypse, this is when you find him in that place that you talked about with Soldier X, that happens right after he frees his sister from the future. Yeah. Because 
after Soldier X, you're right, because he, he tamps down his powers, he's scared to cut loose. And then we talk about the thing, like you're right, Cable Deadpool, he becomes God. Which, by the way, cable the, the Cable Deadpool series, and we, we, again, we won't recover that because we covered that. If you want that, go to the Deadpool character corner. Um, These are getting easier. Huh? <laughs> We've done a lot of these, a lot of crossover. Well, because I, because I, I, I really want to do get to the the Messiah Complex stuff with the the, the right, books. Right, right. And once we get to that, that that whole Cable Hope stuff is is a lot. But the Cable Deadpool stuff, actually, we enjoyed that. That was a, that's a, actually a fun series. Uh-huh. And like you say, one uh, because when they first when when they first the first arc, uh, Cable and 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 Deadpool in order to what is it, the facade virus or something like that, they end up mixing yeah. their DNA. So anytime. Uh, cable bot. One of them body slides to use the teleporter because the, bot, the, the the teleporter works off of the DNA and their DNA is mixed. They end up if they if, if one of them says body slide by one, it teleports them both and and, and Deadpool literally gets <laughs> teleported like it like they're they're basically merged and it's 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 fucking ridiculous yeah. and it, it, it turns well, into a really hilarious little skit like Nate uh, Nathan would be doing something serious and be dealing uh, like. Especially later on when he becomes like godlike powers, he'll be do- talking something serious. Then all of a sudden, like Deadpool will show up. He's like, he's like, wait, I told you not to do that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nathan, but I'm just saying I had to come here. It's it's you know, Deadpool, Deadpool annoys the shit. <laughs> Nathan, he knows he knows the shit out of everybody, but the two people that he annoys the shit out of the most, Cable. I can't tell if he annoys Cable or Wolverine the most. He knows Cable the most. It's, it's Cable. He shared a body with Cable. He knows Cable the most. Right. <laughs> so, after, like you said, in the Deadpool series, he's not going to touch on like the same power levels he reached. He knew that he couldn't have the power for long because we watched Nate Cray almost get burned out. Right. So he tries to do it in a way... He tries to be God. Mm-hmm. He tries to show people how good it can be. He ends up burning through his powers and getting replaced with technology and I, I really enjoyed this this era of the book because at the end of it you get kind of the uh, the the Cable and Deadpool excellent adventures that go through all these different realities, mm-hmm. try to track down both of them, and uh, yeah, he eventually gets found in House of M reality and becomes like uh, and they grow him up real quick, and then let's talk about Messiah Complex because wow, yeah, so. We covered the we covered Messiah Complex and 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 Cyclops. Well, we've oh, and we've done it several times. We did it first actually when we covered. I want to say it was Wolverine because we were talking about Mystique, and then we covered it again when we did. I think we covered it at least. I think we covered it like three times. We did Emma Frost. We covered it there, I think, and then I think we covered it again. Obviously, when we did Cyclops. So basically, this is after Half of M. There are no more mutant births. All of a sudden. I can't remember where the location was, but Cerebro picks up. There's a mutant. No, birth. no Alaska. No Alaska. There's a there's a mutant birth, and you get these you get these groups trying to find out. Obviously, the X Men. Um, they're the purifiers. There's a Predator X that hunts mutants, all trying to find this newborn powerful mutant because it is a super powerful mutant. They couldn't tell if it, like the, the entire city is raised. They can't tell if it's a city or if it was attacked or whatnot. Also. Who were who were Sinister's people? Were, were they? The, it wasn't the Marauders, was it? It was the Marauders. It was sending the Marauders out. Marauders, the X Men, and the Purifiers. Three way yes. fight. Three way fight. Oh, and then you got the the Predator X just as a 
Predator X is as the wild card. The wild okay. wild card. Yeah, you get a <laughs> Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> and what you find out is that they find out that Cable is the one who has picked up this shot. And is literally, you know, trying to escape as everyone is trying to hunt down and get a hold of their child. Um, it's, it's such a great cable like feature yes. for him. This entire series. At one point, Scott's got it. And he says, "Yeah, trust me, Dad." He says, "I do." Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I will say this: starting with Scott, I started finally feeling like Scott was actually being a father. Well, and I think it was all it was. It, and and while there were there is the Scott to dirtbag and ran to his. Not dead girlfriend and leaving his new his wife and child, but since then, like yeah. Scott Summers has done the best he could. Like your child's gonna die. I guess in the future, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a choice, and so your honeymoon's gonna be spent not on the beach, but raising that child in the future. Uh, fine, sure. Why not? Yeah. And it, now yeah. he's gonna come back and be pillar. He's gonna be suspected of killing your mentor. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta remember, like you gotta look through that lens too. That not only. All the stuff we know about Cable that we learn later, but the things that happened where he takes the New Mutants and turns them into a military group, and then is framed for killing Charles Xavier—that yep. all happens. And Scott's like, "Wait, that's my kid." Yeah, he'll, hey, 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 guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, I'm in the room. All right, listen, listen, it, listen. It's complicated. It's complicated. Listen, listen. And, and not, not I, like that. I, I not, love that moment because at the end he convinces Cyclops, "I'm the only one who can keep her safe." Yeah, so Scott's like, "I know." And and, and the other thing too that, that's always funny about this is Cable always looks older than Scott. So it's literally it's literally Nathan calling Scott old man. It's the best. It's one of those little moments where like you're like, I can never explain this panel to someone in less than twenty minutes. Right, right. Like it's a it's a it's a gray haired, grizzled looking Nathan Summers looking at this young Slim because that's literally you know his nickname is Slim from uh Logan. And Cyclops going, Hey, listen, old man. I got this. It's the greatest. Um, but there is a little betrayal. Cause this is the first time oh. I actually this is a little this is the first time I've ever actually gone past just reading the first part of Messiah Complex. So you can't just read the you it's the Messiah Complex, and you gotta read the cable volume two stuff, the Messiah War, then X-Men Second Coming. Like this is my what I love about when when we do these X-Men character corners, it allows me to, to pick up where I left off at. Cause I you I pretty much stopped with X-Men probably around like early 2000s so this is me finally coming back and reading some of the the, the newer stuff uh, that's been happening in more recent memories so mm. one of the things I, that I, 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 i'm one of those unbroken rexman readers i've always read x-men no, I, so I, what I, you, coming, coming back into it, what do you think because there there are good stories in kind of the morass of the last couple of years right. and messiah complex has always been one of my favorites what do you think of it oh no i think this is amazing like this this entire this entire thing that i was fascinated reading so I started reading. I was like, oh, I, let me read a little bit of these to, to catch up. And I ended up reading it straight through. I ended up reading all of the Cable Volume 2 stuff, all the Messiah War stuff, all the X-Men stuff, Tekken Coming stuff, because basically what you get this, you get this long... Messiah Complex turns into once... Because once you end just the Messiah Complex story itself, like, you, you see it end with, all right, Cable goes to the future with his child. Uh, Bishop thinks that the, uh, that the child is not this... Because the, the, the X-Men believe that the child is their savior. That somehow is going to save mutant kind. Uh, the human thing that's going to destroy, destroy humans. But Bishop sees it differently, thinking that it'll destroy his future. It'll, it, the, 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 he sees it as the reason for his future. The reason for his future. That is literally, you know, and, and at one point we'll have to go through, because, oh man, the X Men deal with, 
we talk about flashes and time travel. At one point, we just need to go and deal with all the time travelers that are involved with the X Men because whew, we could bring in the Bishop stuff and it just gets it gets weird. But anyway, who's, who's your favorite X Men time traveler? Oh, don't do this on me now. Um, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I don't even need I mean, your answer. I mean, at this point, I would say Cable because it makes the most sense. <laughs> Layla Miller. I'm a Layla Miller guy. Okay. <laughs> it's just. Go back We're doing that X Factor uh, run at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just a lot. So, but Bishop actually tries to kill the child and ends up at one point shooting and wounding uh, Charles and Xavier. And that's where Messiah Complex basically ends. Right. When you pick up. Uh, yeah, baby uh, gone. Charles dead and vanishing, and Bishop on the run. Yes, and and you get Cable. You know, you get this moment with Cable with this child sitting there, like, "Oh, we're gonna be okay." And you're like, oh, "Okay, that's fine, whatever." And you you just keep going to read your X Men stories like nothing ever happened. But then you pick up Cable Volume Two, and you see hey, life ain't such a peach. Basically, what you get with X, uh, Cable Volume Two is you get Cable and this young child who he doesn't even have a name. She's not even named Hope at the time. All right, just the child. And it's Cable literally jumping through time while Bishop jumped through time trying to find them. And it gets bad. Like, Bishop get Bishop goes full fucking villain. At one point, Bishop decides that the best way to, to trap Cable and Hope and figure out where they are in the time stream is if he goes through and makes, and literally makes the earth uninhabitable in certain time periods so that cable can only end up in certain places. Like he literally goes in and commits like planet wide genocide. It gets bad. But at the same time, you're getting cable basically being this father. He doesn't want to be a father. He just sees himself as this person uh, trying to protect the child. Like his like the one thing I guess we didn't mention about Cable is Cable is very mission oriented. If the mission is to protect this child, Cable's going to protect that child. He sees very nothing much. more, nothing more than being a mission. But what you see, what you got to realize is he, that this is years he's spending with his child. Well, with the X Men, it's been like I don't know how long it's been. It's not not that long. Like Cable literally grows up with this child, Hope. At one point, he meets a, a meets a woman. They end up, they're not married, but they're they're basically together. It's he she helps to raise them. There's a they're, they're, the the earth becomes uninhabitable because of what Bishop does. They become like human cockroaches. Like it is, it sounds very very fucking weird, and it is, but it all makes sense and it's actually really really fucking good. And the artwork's not that bad either. It's actually pretty pretty good artwork in that Cable Volume Two stuff. Um, and you get uh, like you said, Cable. Jumping through time, trying to save him for Bishop, and Bishop just relentlessly hunting them down. And then I think at the end, not even the end of that, that series, it's so then Messiah War starts, and that's where Bishop decides that you know his his plan of you know just, he he reveals his plan of of like committing this genocide on Earth because at one point in one of the earlier fights he damaged Cable's uh time sliding ability. So Cable can no longer jump backwards in time. He can always jump forward in time. So they keep jumping. He's jumping further and further in the future. At one point, they end up on like, um, a de- you know, the planet is like completely deserted. There's n- literally nothing there. And Cable's like, well, we just got to keep going forward in time. Eventually, the planet life will come back. Like, and um, Bishop, 
you're seeing him go and talk to somebody at one point. Turns out he's talking to Strife. And he strikes this deal with Strife in Messiah War, where he uh, agrees that um, he'll help Strife take out Apocalypse if Strife helps him capture Cable. He said he wants to make Cable pay. for what he, he basically blames Cable for what he's been doing, uh, right. which is committing genocide. He doesn't want... He doesn't <laughs> want yeah, he does, he's like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's Cable. He's gone crazy. He's doing all this stuff. It's, it's your clone. You, you, help me, you help me get him. He doesn't want Strife to know that it's really he's after the child. Um, right. Now this will fill in into something because we're going to be talking about a little bit of this this weekend. This also brings in X-Force. The, uh, the, the team prior to the one we're talking about this weekend. The, the, yeah, the team prior to the one we're talking about this weekend, but it's also the assassination squad that Scott Summers has approved of. Because... Um, assassination squad so ugly, but it's completely accurate because it's exactly what they are. <laughs> Listen, um, wait until we get to second, second coming. So fucks. Listen, um, Scott Summers is right. Like we, uh, no, uh, real real for a second. Scott was right. Look, 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 look. We, when we get to second coming, I got some things to say about people had a little problem with what he was doing with X Force, and I'm like, his name is Hank McCoy. He's got his fucking eye horse. Oh, Hank McCoy needs to shut the fuck up. I hate Hank McCoy at this point. Fucking eye horse. Fuck the fuck out of here, Hank. I love what Namor basically told him it was like. Oh, you need to get the fuck out of here. I, you, you, I, I, agree, with, I agree with what Scott's doing. Um, but anyway, so uh, you get a really nice... Uh, so, so Scott realizing that Nathan's in the future with this child and knowing that Bishop is going after them and, and is hunting them down, he basically sends... One, he writes a letter, this, this really nice heartfelt letter to his son and leaves it for, for his son to find uh, in the future. Um, but he also sends X Force to the future to help protect them. And uh, one Wolverine's not that happy about it because Wolverine's like, uh, we're not sure if this child is the future. And again, him and Cable don't have always the greatest relationship to begin with, but you know, whatever. Um, and um, they get sucked to the future uh, to um, to help. And I, I does somebody die during that one? I can't remember. Because um, I, I don't think anybody dies in that one. I know in the ne- in, in second coming they do, but they get sucked and they and they're, they're, they literally have to scra- scrap to stop Strife and Bishop. Um, and Cable doesn't want their help because Cable was like, "Nope, you guys are gonna cause more problems." Uh, which Arch- he was right about. Which he was right. Uh, Archangel uh, ends up because uh, Strife and and Bishop try to try to kill Apocalypse. They don't. But Archangel finds Apocalypse, and Apocalypse basically comes back and helps, uh, helps them to deal with strife. And there's that moment of when 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 Apocalypse comes back and is basically it's basically like Daddy's home. He's like, "Yeah, you're coming with me, Strife. I have a lot to. You're gonna be my new host body. I'm. We have a lot. We have a lot to discuss." So, uh, Apocalypse was not happy um, at all. You you do you do again once again see that you you see. Why they have to uh, limit the powers of of Nathan Summers? Because Strife is basically just like Strife is basically like what if you had military training cable, but was also full power table? Because even with Nate Gray, he's still young and doesn't have like the military training of like cable. So he's he's powerful, but doesn't have that training. It was the same thing with like right. Rachel. Like Rachel, Rachel's uh, uh, Rachel Summers had the uh, Rachel Gray now. Has the, the the powers of Jean Grey, but 
she, almost unlimited powers, but she wasn't trained, so that's how you can kind of get around with that. Strife is basically like, what if you had the training of, of Cable, but also all the power? He's fucking scary. And, and they're not good at... It's just, like I said, they, it takes everybody to, to, to defeat him. Um, and uh, Cable goes off with, with Hope. He's calling her Hope now. She's a little bit older. And uh, I mean, he named her after because he one of the jumps he marries a woman named Hope. Yeah, and yeah. names the child after because you're right. It went from being a mission to being something more. Yeah, she, they, she eventually uh, Cable because he, he 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 he's as he's taking around with them. Cable was teaching Hope the things like like at one point I I want to say it's after Messiah War. Uh, like he like falls out and. She ends up finding finding them water. She does all this stuff. No, it's not. It's not after that. It's before this because her powers do start to manifest right after this. Um, she uh she finds out how to save him. She he, he thinks her power had manifested at that point. She's just like, no, I just did what you taught me how to do. And he's literally teaching her how to be a a, a young a little soldier, but also he realizes that you know she's still a young child, and so it's it's this interesting thing where you're watching this grizzled old man get become softened because he's literally raising this young this young girl to be his daughter and um their relationship is something that i thought was really really interesting as it goes up and goes through the these issues the relationship between hope and and cable is um actually kind of sweet actually kind of um so in the rest of cable that, that cable volume two after messiah war uh there's still a lot of jumping around um they eventually at one point, her powers start manifesting back, and so let's get into Hope. What? Is, what? What do we? Is it Hope Summers now? I guess it is Hope Summers. Summers, yeah. Yeah, she took her took his last name. Um, she basically has the powers to mimic other people's powers, but at like an omega level, mm. which makes her like she's like the ultimate cheat code, power wise. Um. Yeah. 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 She's rogue. With proximity. Yes. And yeah. none of the downsides. And none of the downsides. Like, it is literally a, <laughs> literally a cheat code. Um, and so at one point in, in, the, in the, the, the Cable volume, I think it's a volume two of Cable, uh, she basically tells him she's ready to go back home. Because he tells her, he's like, listen, you'll know when you're ready. You'll know when you're ready to go back to the present time to be the savior. And she tells him, She's ready. So Hope and Cable return to the, the current timeline. And that's when you get X-Men Second Coming. And um, yeah, man, uh, it's uh, a lot happens, man. Like this is where you this is where I think Scott for many crossed the line, starts crossing the line. But I would say Scott's just being a good goddamn leader for a dying race. Hey, what doing what? X Force. It was X Force, but just he's also did everything because, yeah, <laughs> it it wasn't just X Force though. Like he does a lot. So basically, what happens is they come back and Bastion. Uh, what is Bastion? Oh, second coming. Yeah, yeah, second coming with Bastion, the Nimrods from the future that come back because basically Bastion throws everything at 
And locks them in a bubble and says, we're going to kill you, every one of you. Yeah, because right at this point, the X-Men, again, this is after, uh, this is after um, uh, 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 the, 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 no mutant birth. They're living in, um, living in San Francisco. island on uh, Nation X. Yeah, Nation X in San Francisco. Uh, Bastion basically, ba- and Bastion is basically what, Bastion, Bastion is the... He's the merging of a Master Mold and an Emerald unit. Yeah, and that happened... Didn't Sinister do that? No, no, it happened way before that. It actually, I forget when it actually happened. Yeah, oh, when, when Nimrod went through Siege Perilous. There we go. Okay. Uh, in the late 80s, because I'm a nerd. Right. Um, but no, he was originally introduced in Operation Zero Tolerance, one of my favorite Iceman There stories. you go. Yes, you're but right. I've got the Messiah Complex trade in front of me right now. And I know this is not a Psychops character corner, but I want to read this because they had a little standee of uh, Psychops in the beginning. When we first met, Professor Xavier told me his dream. He saw a world where mutants and humans lived together without fear or hate, where mutants could discover their potential and use their gifts to serve all of mankind. And on M-Day, when most mutants lost their powers, when we became an endangered species, that vision just became that, a dream. As leader of the X-Men, I've had to embrace a new vision for mutant kind, survival. Yeah. That was right. No, he, no, he's 100% right. Oh, and that Smokey gives uh, Professor X the beginning of the side complex in the second issue? Mm-hmm. I was just like, why didn't you inform me to the team? I do not need your permission to leave the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. no. And they argue for a while, he says, I know what this is, and he thinks out of disappointment, and Scott just thinks back close enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's like, yo, Professor Xavier's kind of shady. The characters in the story know it, too. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, real quick before, I want to go back to the uh, when Apocalypse showed up at uh, in, uh, in Messiah team. War, because I, I, I yeah. forgot I had the panel with it. Apocalypse shows up. You mistake me for what I am, but I am born. I am renewed. I am renew, uh, reborn, renewed, reborn from the DNA of my greatest horseman, and filled by the hate for what I had become. Hate for what allowed me to create you. No, is strife. No, please. I'm sorry, Father. I did not mean to. I didn't mean to disobey. I am not your father. I am your executioner. And now the age of and the age of strife ends. Now he literally slams the fuck out of him. Like, yeah, Apocalypse was not happy with strife, yo. At all. Not happy. Not happy at all. So, um, again, you have these Nim- uh, Nimrod machines from the uh, uh, Sentinels coming in, bashing, sending them in. Like, this, this is whole thing. Like, it's literally a Cable and Hope show up. Uh, they pop up on Cerebro. Uh, Scott is basically all hands on deck. We have to get Hope back here and safe. And, uh, like, Bashing is tracking Cable. So the tender organic virus in, his, in, 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 in Cable's arm. Uh, the X-Men come to save her and, and save them. Uh, Nightcrawler ends up dying, protecting uh, uh, Hope from, uh, from, from, from Bastion. So he dies. And, and, and everything's so hectic. Nightcrawler dies. And the X-Men, they, they, they don't even have time to mourn at that time. They basically they, they get their dead. Right, and, and and he's not the only one. At one point, uh, it it's Laura and, and and Logan, I think Ariel in a car, and Bastion has sent somebody, and they they threw a missile out there. Logan and Laura come out because they're I mean they're both got healing factor, and somebody asks Logan, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Me and Laura are fine. We'll we'll heal." Ariel's not; she's dead. I mean, they lose up. They lose several people. Uh, I can't remember. I think they lose the subject of this character corner, huh? Lose the subject of this character corner. Yeah. You know, it's just it, it it gets bad. It it all goes bad. Like you said, Cable ends up sacrificing himself 
to bring so basically what happens is uh scott sends x-force to the future well, before then because this is going to lead into our, our Ankeny x-force thing we do uh this weekend with the comic book club i just gotta say so it, it comes out that it's revealed at this point because scott can no longer keep things secret that he's been be, he, he knows that wolverine is running x-force which is literally a team of murderers who don't give a fuck because at one point the, the 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 purifiers are also sent with Bastion sends a purifier. He's he's gotten this group of people. It's, it's like him. It's um, uh, Creed's son, uh, a couple other ones, a couple other humans he has with them. They're all he, he's convinced them that hey, th- this this mutant is a threat to to humankind. You need to help me wipe them out. So when they get the pure when the purifiers show up and X Force shows up, yo, they start X Force starts killing them. And the rest of the X-Men are like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You can't kill me. We was like, nah, that's what we do. Sorry. The base is like, sorry, not sorry. Like, literally, Wolverine at one point, like, literally puts his claw through the head of one of the people. Either him or Laura does that. And we're just like, this is what we do. I'm sorry, but this is what we do. And um, uh, uh, Nightcrawler's upset about it. Like, Storm is. Like, Hank is just being Hank about it. But, um, yeah, it it it's like and, and Scott's the entire time was like, listen, you guys will be mad at me later, right? At this point, you got a job to do. Go fucking do it. And um it gets brutal. Second second coming gets brutal. They decide that the way to stop these Nimrods are coming through because basically Bastion has, has connected to the future and is sending Nimrod uh Sentinels back to attack uh the X Men. And so uh, Cable has Cable has a um, has one time slide left uh, for that he can do, and he decide and, and he asks Hope. He's like, "Hey, I can time slide you out of here, and we can see how it all pans out later on, or you can stay here and we can fight." He decides he wants to stay here and fight. So uh, Cable says, "Okay," and he agrees to take X Force to the future to. Stay stop these Nimrod machines from coming coming through. And um, knowing that it's a one-way trip because he does not have a slide back. And uh, I love this panel because it's, um, it's again, Scott talking to Emma and they don't know it, but uh, Hope is around the corner. And he's like, do you really think they can? I do. This is Emma talking to Scott. Scott, Scott, what aren't you telling me? I just killed them. You just said that Cable's tech, it only had one jump jump left. He knew it. They all knew it. They went anyway. It's a one-way trip, win or lose. I just killed X-Force. I just killed my son. And what I love about this is, in front of everybody, Scott is basically being this, you know, the, 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 the leader and tough guy. But you see behind the scenes, he's like, he understands the weight of what he's doing. Like, to him, he just, he just sent his son to die. But it, he had to do it because he believes in the mission of saving saving hope for her to save the rest of mutant kind. Um, so when X-Force is in there, they, they, they are able to stop the Nimrod. Again, this is a, it's a, it's a really good story. Like I, I really enjoy this shit. Um, and Cable lets the, lets himself be taken over by the techno organic virus in his body to basically open up, you know, a portal back for the rest of X-Force. And, um, he basically sacrifices himself and dies. And um, yeah, it, there's a lot of fallout from that. Basically, um, 
Scott telling uh, Logan that X Force is done, and only for 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 Logan to come back to the rest of X Force to be like, yeah, we're not done. We're gonna keep doing this shit because <laughs> it's necessary. They're needed. They, they were needed. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah, you needed an X Force. Um, and now, and now, cables off the board until the lead up to AVX. Yeah, yeah. You have hate. You have hope, and they. Well, and the thing about it is, it worked out because it all worked out. Could you see that? Because there's two, two things that happen, right? One, Emma sees uh, hope. Uh, basically, I don't know if she manipulated the fire or she saw hope. Saw that hope also was a host for the Phoenix. There's that, but also mutant births all of a sudden started happening again, and it gave. Scott, the you know belief that what he did was was worth it. Mutants right. were being born across the world again. So. Oh, but even before Messiah Complex, X Sanction. Did you read X Sanction? I'm sorry. Yeah, I did X Sanction as well. Yes, where he comes back and just kicks everybody. Well, so basically, what happens in X Sanction is Cable uh, Cable uh, basically comes back and, and is told because basically what you find is Cable didn't die. He he ended up time sliding to the future again, and um, he ends up meeting his old mentor Blacksmith, uh, and who tells him basically that what happens is the Avengers go and turn on the X Men and the mutants, and Cable comes back and basically whoops all the the Avengers asses pretty much, uh, until Hope basically helps him stand down and. They tell him no, and they, they heal him and, and, and hope. I think, I think they remove the rest of the techno organic virus from his body. But what you end up finding out is uh, Cable was right, because <laughs> it's basically the, yeah. the lead-in to Avengers versus X-Men, which is when the, the, the Avengers basically find out that the, uh, you know, the Phoenix is coming back to Earth, and that Hope is a, a host for it, and they want to stop and kill Hope. So, uh, All bad. Uh, Nathan Nathan Summers was right, and again we covered we covered we covered uh, AVX. We won't cover it again. We covered AVX with um, Cyclops. Cyclops. So basically, the basically the big thing about that is uh, Hope is a is a host for the Phoenix, but she's not like other hosts. So right, yeah, she actually, uh, if you will say, the chosen one. Mm. Uh, then there's I guess the Cable Nexus Four series. Which I just started reading. I just started. So these next few things I just started reading like today. I am not a huge fan of the next few things. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't love. I think the the cable next four stuff for me. The art was a high bar. I didn't love the art. I think that's what it was. The art was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the team was fine, but it was. I just felt like. I felt like it was giving people a place that didn't really have a place. It felt like a lot of the characters in the holding pattern. No, it is. It's, it's basically Cable gets these permonitions uh, and after being cured of the technology and virus, and he's dying also. And so he forms uh, this X-Force team to stop these permonitions. It's basically the precursor to what they end up doing with the Inhuman uh, U- Ulysses, kind of, if you think about it. Yeah. And well, it's also a precursor kind of what they're doing in the current Cable series where he's preventing things through time. Hmm. Um, so, like I said, it, it wasn't that bad to me. It, it, 
and like you said, it, it, it is finding a place for people who didn't have a place. Like there's a lot of stuff with Cyclops. I mean, not Cyclops with um Colossus. This is yeah. this is post uh him also being a host for the Phoenix and him trying to find himself and he his powers are not working always the way they're supposed to be working. Uh, Cable has a weird arm. Like Forge gave him this. I think the, you know the, I think that's what what did for me the weird harness and arm they gave gave Cable. It just didn't feel like Cable. Yeah, it's a good point. And so it's like the story itself didn't bo- wasn't bothering me. I just couldn't get with that fucking claw ass arm he had. It's like what the fuck are you guys doing? Just give him, <laughs> just give him the metal arm. That's just, not my Cable. <laughs> yo, it felt like something. It felt like something Fox would do. You know, I I, I misspoke earlier. The thing they did in this book is something they're doing in the um, current Astonishing X-Men run where mm-hmm. Bishop has like pieces of knowledge from the future. He says, well, this is the mind killer process. What's that? He says, all I know is the sky above France goes green. And then we got to be there to stop it. So he has all these different ways the world ends. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any information on them. So that was kind of, like you said, Cable's get the premonitions. Bishop has a book. It, was, it feels like they're doing it right now in that book. Mm-hmm. But the Cable and X4 stuff, it, the, the arm was a big part of it. But it just never really felt like, I don't know, it, it, it's harder to do Cable once you divorce him from, like, the Destiny stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just, yeah. It's very weird. Did you uh, read him in the uh, Uncanny Avengers stuff? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, so post, um, I want to say it's got to be post-Secret Wars. He was on the Uncanny Avengers team, kind of brought back the same way I was just talking about. He, uh, he is in 2087. And decides something must have happened, and moves back to the uh, the present, and gets back there and sees and sees that Wade Wilson's on the team. He's Deadpool's an Avenger. Says something's done horribly wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? He's well, you know what? He, I forgot to mention that when he comes back for uh, Second Coming, he said the same thing a couple times. He's like, "Wait a minute, who are these people on the team? Oh, shit, must have really gone." Sh- gone, gone <laughs> yeah, gone. he pulls the same shit when he gets back to the Avengers. Like, who are you? Deadpool. <laughs> Oh shit! So he's like, I'm in charge. Like what? Like I'm in charge now. This is ridiculous. He takes control of an Avengers team, but they avoid a lot of the fighting because Deadpool tells the team, "You got to trust him. He's an asshole, but he knows what he's doing." No, it's kind of funny. Deadpool, the Deadpool Cable relationship is actually—it's super weird, but it makes sense. Kind of, it's so good. It's it's one of those things where you're like. Like Deadpool quietly respects him and likes him. Even even in, when 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 we go going back to that Deadpool and, and Cable series, when when Cable becomes a Messiah, that's basically what it, what Deadpool's telling her about. Like Deadpool literally like he betrays the X Men at one point. He betrays everybody, but he doesn't really betray Nathan because he's like, no, I trust you, I trust you, Cable. And he, even though C- he get the uh, Cable get uh, uh, Deadpool gets on his nerve, you can kind of be like, it's like they actually a good team, yo. They're actually pretty good, yo. So fucking great! So. It's 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 really impressive. I I really enjoyed um the Uncanny Avenger stuff with Cable there, and now he's popping up in different books. Like he's appeared in a Miles Morales book, hmm. trying to recruit Miles for something. So I think they've got big plans for Cable down the line, and I think that the uh, Cable Deadpool movie is going to be the beginning of that. Have you you seen it? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what do you think? Oh, I, one again. <sighs> So the thing that I, the problem I have with the Deadpool, the Deadpool two, is that it makes me realize how shit the rest of the X Men films are. Um, but the, the, uh, here's the thing that they they keep him, they, they almost treat him like they treat him in the beginning of when you, when he gets first introduced. They don't go, you know, he's from the future. They don't really do a whole lot with him having powers or anything. Like that. 
I don't even think they call him a mutant. So it's mm. like, but but it's not it's not like they're trying to hide it. They definitely could, but I think they realize that it's like maybe we don't need to go that far into this for this movie. And it and 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 Cable not using his powers, but using tech isn't too far out of the picture because well, as we just covered, sometimes he has his power, sometimes he doesn't. Like there's one point in this film, not a spoiler, but I mean, because you've seen his metal arm, he definitely is infected with the technoorganic virus. Like that's it, it's got to well, be. I thought one of the trailers he uses his telekinesis to stop some bullets. I think it might be tech though from the arm. Okay, okay, see, and that's always the line, right. and that's one thing I think they did with um, Nate when they introduced Nathan or Nate Gray. He he wouldn't use every time he used soft side like telepathy. His eye wouldn't glow. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like early cable, his eye was always glowing, so there was really no signification as to when the power is being used. Well, and the thing they do, the thing they do with cable here in, in Deadpool too, which I think again, I think it works because I mean, to me, one of the problems with Deadpool too is that this, this the story is all over the place. It's still enjoyable, still fun. You guys still want to like it, um, but like they still leave cable as a mystery. So I think what they're gonna do, uh, total speculation on my point. You know how they said they were adding characters into New Mutants? I would not be surprised if Cable was one of those characters. Mm. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow do that and add him in. Because I, I think that's how you get me to not, not watch that New Mutants film, but like, I think, <laughs> I think that, that could, but I think that could work. Then you have Cable and Domino, who's uh, Zazie Beach's greatest Domino. You have them running a New Mutants team and taking those, those groups. I think that they do have some good actors and actresses for the Nubians. I think that the idea for their film is terrible. Um, yeah. But you put them under the lead of, of Cable. And then again, the relationship between him and Deadpool, it just, it works. It, it feels like Deadpool annoys the shit out of him, but he starts to grow on Cable. And it just, it, you're just like, yeah, I can, okay, this makes sense. So, no, I really enjoyed that. Um, so I think I think that's pretty much it. We, I think I think what helped us with this cable one is it could it could have been a lot longer if we hadn't yeah. covered the other stuff. Like I'm so glad we did not plan to do it this way, guys. We did not plan to cover, you know, uh, Scott and, Scott and, and Alex first, then do uh, uh, Apocalypse and Sinister, and then finish with Cable. We did not plan it that way, but I'm so fucking glad it worked. Or even the fact that we did Deadpool like two years ago, like didn't plan it. So glad it worked out that way, though, because God damn it, this would have been so long. If not, like, seriously, it's just not. But I, I really say, if you, if you want to pick up some stuff on cable, read, start with the Messiah War stuff. Or even, right. I would even say you can end at the end of Messiah War with him and Hope. Could you really I get would it? read Messiah War, or Messiah Complex. I would start I'm Messiah Complex. Messiah this Complex. I'm, I'm sorry, Messiah Complex. And it is. It just really is. But you really get to see, like I said, I'm you're going through the when you go through, especially that cable volume two stuff. You're going through it, and you're literally seeing cable being going from being just the protector to being a father. To at one point when he gets in, they're in this future community. He's buried his weapons. He's buried yeah. his weapons. He's basically been a farmer, and then they get invi- invaded by these humanoid roaches. Which again sounds crazy, but it fucking makes sense when you read it. Um. And it's all Bishop's, Bishop's fault. <laughs> and it, it's good. Like, he's raised this little girl to be her father. And then the, the, the relationship between Hope and Cable. It's, 
it might be the the only non-toxic relationship we've seen in the Summers clan. Because she loves her father. Because at one point in that X-Force book, um, in, in that uh, whatever book that is where he ends up killing, uh, creating clones of himself, what it is. I didn't read it because the artwork drove me cr- fucking crazy. But I know what ends up happening is she basically kicks him off the X-Force team. She's like, listen, Dad, like, I Oh, it's the next one of X-Force that I also didn't like. Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, you don't need to read it, but you just need to know. She basically kept, she's like, no, no, we're going to keep X-Force, but you cross the line, you're done, you know, but it's always, like, their relationship is actually pure love. Like, when they argue and things like that, at one point in that, um, in that, uh, X-Force is before then, when he's got the crazy little fucking arm, He's dying, and Domino keeps telling him, like, you know you need to tell your daughter, right? You know you need to tell her. He's like, no, I don't, I can't, you know, he's literally trying to do all this stuff so we can, you know, die in peace, but you can see their relationship. Like, it's just, like, at one point, uh, Hope shows up, and she's mad. She's like, I can't believe I had to search all this, I, you know, I thought you were still in a coma, I can't believe it. It's just like, it's good to see you, Dad. Like, it's just, their relationship is really, really sweet and good, and I, you know, when you think about all the horrible relationships that are in the summer's and, and the complicated, convoluted relationships in the summer bloodline, um, it's amazing that the, the, the two that aren't blood have a really, really great relationship because she's yeah. technically not blood related. And I swear to God, nobody, no writer going forward better make. Hope somehow tied to that bloodline. Do not do it. They might need the mother. It's the, the, the father's identified. So God Gabriel may be beyond that. I, I, I think we're clear. Oh, God damn it. It's so, be Gabriel. Don't, don't, don't see. You put it out in the Better space. Add an X. Extreme. <sighs> no? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I, I, will, I will do something. I can't think of a prize. Marvel, I swear to God, I know you guys listen. If you can retcon Adam X to being Hope Summers' father, there's a huge no prize in it before it. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. I think that uh, that covers c- cable. I think we did it as the least confusing as possible, I guess. We try. I feel like that's that's an accurate assessment. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. I, the th- I, it's actually weird, but I think what actually makes it seem more complicated than it is is that it all matters. Like, unlike we said with the Hawkeye stuff, uh, Hawkeye, the, the Hawkman stuff, where you start and stop and you start, start getting fresh, all of this shit matters. And they will, like, for good or bad, I know some people don't like it, but I, I kind of do, They'll find something and they'll bring it back in. And for me, doing these character corners like this helps me fill in so many gaps. It makes you fill in so when you read the Uncanny Remender's Uncanny X Force, and I think it's Uncanny. Is it Uncanny X Force when the. Yeah, it's Uncanny X Force when the Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler comes back, right? Yes. With them. And the way Logan, like, it's, it's just. And everybody treats him because it's different because they, they just lost. Nightcrawler, they like there's 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 a great conversation between Storm and Wolverine after um, 
Scott admits that Wolverine's been leading this X Force uh, assassination team for him. And oh, let me see if I, I'm gonna read that because I think it's, I think it just shows you, uh, one, the relationship that that uh, they had, and um, because 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 the death of the death of Nightcrawler really hurt really hurt Wolverine because Wolverine is like he always treated me just like like he was like my best friend. He treated me like I was normal, not like I was some some crazy person. So um, Storm is like. I'm taking this picture. You may try to kill me if you like. Isn't that what you do now? Do now? You hunt down our enemies and murder them before they can act against us. That is what your X-Force does, correct? Because right now, the only thing that's separating you from our enemies is semantics. Tell me I'm wrong, Logan. You're not wrong, but you weren't exactly there, were you? You want to judge us from up on your throne? Go ahead. But X-Force is out there trying to prevent all, the, all this, trying to prevent genocide, genocide any way we could. If that makes us the bad guys, I'll take the heat for that. X-Men don't kill, we always said. Yes, that, was the, that line has been blurred over the years, but what, did, what you and Scott did here in involving Rain, James, and Laura, I didn't want that. I didn't even want Summers involved. The thought of him killing people like that, that's not him. That's me. And you know what? If I had to do it all over again, I'd kill more of them. Because maybe if I had killed more, maybe if I killed more of them, Kurt would still be alive. I'm sorry to hear Ooh. that. Because that means that's, this could very well... This could very well be the last drink we share together. Hmm. Look, the one thing I love about Wolverine is he knows who he is. Man, he's so self-aware. And that's the thing about X-Men. It's about the relationships. It's about the ties. Like rereading Messiah Complex, which I haven't reread since probably it came out. Mm-hmm. It reminded me like reading the New Mutant stuff. I'm like, I want to go read some more of the new X-Men. Yeah. Because the Purifiers killed 45. They killed 45 X-Men. Yeah. They killed 45 children. Mm-hmm. They blew up a school bus after M Day full of non-powered kids. Yep. Yep. It's it, it's Messiah Complex. It one of those. It's one of those things that makes you want to read in front of it and behind it. It's a really for people who say, "Oh, the X books have been weak." It's a really strong crossover. Is it from two thousand eight? I think so. But I mean, there's just a lot of stuff in there, and like I said, I, I think that you know we always hear people say the X books fell off, but I. I I'm like, I think you just you just weren't reading them because there's some good stories. Yeah, keep up. The thing is, there's a lot. There is a volume. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that you yeah. Keep up. It's good. Like that Rogan Gambit mini that just wrapped. Amazing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah no, amazing. Um, but yeah, no, you're right, and I, I think that's the thing that 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 is missing from the X Men movies is they don't get those relationships, and the X Men are about relationships and and seeing these th- different things and how these groups, you know, go to each other. Like I said, you know, you, you read that conversation between Storm and, and, and Logan, and it's just like, I mean, Logan has a point, but like, I, yeah, man, like, like, where's the line? And Logan just like, yo, I'll take the heat for that. And that's what makes Logan and Cable so similar, even though somebody did just hate each other. They, they don't give a, f- if the mission is the mission, we're fucking doing it. Right. Doesn't doesn't fucking matter. We're gonna do it. And yeah, man, things get bleak for the X Men and, and mutant kind. And I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. There's that one point in in that in in that series, the X Four series you didn't like with with the arm when uh, uh Scott shows up. <laughs> just like Nathan's like, if you're here to stop me, it's like, oh, why well, would be here to talk to my son? No, nah, you know, I'm just 
I'm just here to tell you that Asian brand from Sword probably has some things to say, but um, no, I think you're doing a great job. I, th- I think you're doing a great job, son. It's just oh, that relationship is just so weird to me. Young it's Cyclops, young yo, has Young Cyclops met Cable yet? I think so. Oh God, that would be Good super. Question. I just I want that to happen so we can so well, we can pull. havoc. I was I, I I made a noise. Oh, you know that was great though because he he hugged and was like, "Do we do this? No, but no, we do no. now." But you don't know that. No, right. but you don't know that. Right. I'm just glad I have a hug with my brother. Right. I'm glad I have a hug with my brother. Yeah. I need, oh man, that'd be so weird. Like old old that, grizzled ass cable. What we're talking about is the beauty of X Men. It's the reason why through all the permutations of cable things matter because the relationships are the real magic of these stories. Yeah. The way Cable plays off of Cyclops, he dated Storm for a stretch. Like, this is a character that has so many deep ties to the X-Men, but he started off as a gun and just a gun guy. And I think that's the beauty of Marvel because people can say, oh, they created a weak character Rob Liefeld did. Maybe. Or did he create a character that that had layers? That, that he said, I'm not the person to tell the next story with this character. He had an idea. He need he needed someone else to elevate it. So he so he created the character. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what they did was they made it not just work with the X Men, not just be a part of the X Men, but to be an integral part of the X Men. You've got Summers and Gray Blood in you, or Prior Blood. Um, <laughs> you matter. They're the Skywalkers of X Men. Yes. Yes. It seems to come back to them a lot. And Cable, and for all the things you can say about how he started in some of the depictions. He is as self-aware as Wolverine and as driven as Wolverine. And the, it, he's basically a, he's basically the B team Wolverine now. Mm-hmm. Cause Wolverine is, he's a fucking Avenger. Wolverine's everywhere. Yep. So now cables finding that place again, because like I said, appearing in Miles Morales, they've got a plan for cable. Something's coming. They're going to tell a larger meta story. And I'm excited about it because shield's gone and they need a spy. And cables can do that job. Oh, yeah, cable is yes, yes. Um, all right. Oh, last thing I want to say on all this, Hank McCoy is the Uncle Tom of, of mutants. I just want to throw that. Oh, out there. here just, we go. I just had to throw it out there. I, I might not say anything else. Just, he just, wears his A proudly. He just sometimes forgets his X. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Wolverine said during uh during uh, AVX. You're right. Rogers, this is this. This is business is important, but that's family. Uh, you don't just, go against the family. Yeah, I'm just. I, I I just say, you know, if if any mutant was to say being a mutant is a choice, I would say it'd probably be Hank Coy. I just I just you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, remember the fight they got into at the beginning of Astonishing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, no, not not us. We don't get the, you know. Put it down. What? Put it down. I would just think it's nope. Can't do it. He's like, I, I was giving you a choice. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask again, yo. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, all right. So, what's coming out next on the character corner? So, I think the next thing we'll be doing is we'll be putting out the IDW uh, thing coming out probably beginning of next month. So, first uh, week of June will be uh, the IDW uh, uh, episode that uh, Deep Amar recorded. So, we'll get that out there. Also, um. I guess so. We're, I guess we're we're gonna be in the time where we can start doing these mini um, combo book club ones. Uh, what did we say we want to do the first one? I know we said oh, last, some of the IDW Transformer stuff. Yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to do the last end of the record. So we'll do that, and then we'll go into. I know we talked about doing some uh, doing one on Grant Morrison, 
and uh, some stuff like that. So but we'll make sure, because I know there's an IDW event coming up soon. So we'll do the Transformer stuff next um, for that. So, all right, folks. I know some people have been asking us to do some stuff outside of superheroes. So we'll be going back to uh, Transformer, Transformer land. So uh, stay tuned for all that, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening for this. Again, make sure you subscribe. Character Corner on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Uh, you can also get us on Spotify to search for Character Corner. Um, yeah, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. And until next time, we are out of here. Oh, wait, because we, 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 we talked so much about X-Force. Sign up for the premium. We're going to be doing... Uh, Deepo and I already talked about this run, but we're, we're bringing more people in now. We're going to revisit and talk about Uncanny X-Force. We're going to do the first 19 ep- issues first, and then we'll do the, the rest after that. Because we, we never did the second half of that. So, um, did we? No, we never did. I read it, but we never in actually my did. Head, it probably did. probably right. You would know better than I would. Well, you know, what, you know what it is? We did, we, because it involves Wolverine, we did, and it's, and, and, and um, mm, we, we did Wolverine, so we covered, we, we talked about it there, but we never actually, and I think we did it again sometime other time. We did Apocalypse. Covered a little bit there too, as well. So, um, yeah, folks. So, thank you guys very much for listening, and until next time, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>